Cook charges to the top of the record books at Thruxton, where Sutton extends his title lead. Hello everybody and welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast. Sam, we are here again with uh, the unenviable task, perhaps, of picking through Thruxton. It wasn't the most classic of BTC weekends, was it? No, unfortunately, I do have to agree with you this time out that Thruxton... Hang on, let's go note that down. You've agreed with me <laughs> on something. Time is 19.57. <laughs> yeah, Thrall- Thruxton wasn't the most thrilling this weekend, was it? Um... There were some interesting battles across the field, but on the whole, the racing was a little timid. I think Dan Camish, in one of his um, social medias, summed it up quite nicely that quite a few drivers just seem to have lost their way at the minute. Mm. Um, I can't remember if that was on his Twitter or uh, Instagram, so apologies. But, I mean, it kind of feels that the championship's done. Yeah, there were a lot of drivers this weekend that seemed to have sort of like an average race. Certainly for one of their races, if not more, um, where you thought, okay, maybe they're just just settling for this result and going on to the next one at Croft. Um, well, I think Ash is so in control that he's completely altered his driving style that he is, yeah. he is now able to play a numbers game to a degree. And if it gets to the point where Sick was outscoring all your rivals, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been a good weekend for his title rivals. Um, it's sort of like only a couple of them having... Excellent weekends, two drivers who we thought would. Um, but yeah, even sort of like through qualifying, it was like just acceptance almost of where they were. Yeah, I mean, the problem is that, you know, this weekend was sort of come to Cooks is a really good weekend, but will he do the same at Croft? We seem to have drivers that, you know, Robot a couple of weeks ago was in the championship fight, then he had a poor weekend this weekend and a little bit to a, to a degree at Knock Hill. Now he's out of the, well, not necessarily out of the fire but certainly not in, in it as much as it was a couple of weeks ago it just seems that there's only one driver at the minute that, that can consistently score points and he's the one who's 30 points clear at the top yep exactly um, and some somewhere where he struggled last week or last season was qualifying which he seems to have cleared up a little bit more this season he certainly seems like the front runners Ash Sutton to have the most um, knowledge on how to run weight in the car I think when you compare it to the two main title challenges, which I think we can say in Ingram, actually three, Ingram, Hill and Turkington, I certainly think Ingram and Turkington struggle with weight in the car. And Hill... It depends on circuit for Hill, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Whereas we really have seen how the last two weekends, Ingram really struggled with the weight at circuits that he's been traditionally strong at. Whereas Sutton, you could put an extra 30 kilos in there and you'd still expect him to finish there or thereabouts with his title rivals. Don't give Dick Bennett any ideas. <laughs> uh, anyway, the action got underway on Saturday with qualifying. Qualifying report. Well, heading into qualifying on Saturday, as we would have expected in practice, Honda's top the times. Um, and they were looking really quite strong going into the session. The track was fully dry, um, and of course we would see the rear-wheel drive cars set in the opening lap times, while the front-wheel drivers drive cars would swap their tyres as we have been used to. Um, there's always possibility of using the tow at Thruxton, and in the early stages, all the rear-wheel drive teams seem to be just following each other around like a train. 
it always um, astonishes me how many extra warm-up laps the rear-wheel drive cars need to warm their tyres. Mm. Um, but obviously it works, but it always does astonish me that... I mean, is there no advantage for them to come in and cross them? I don't think so. Because you've got to have that front end, front end grip for the whole lap and you've got to yeah. gradually build temperature. Yeah. Um, of course. When you're, when you're working completely the front tyres for turning and accelerating and front wheel drive car puts so much more energy through them than yeah. what the rear uh, rear of the car does. Of course all hard tyre compounds this weekend for all sessions qualifying and racing. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Uh early on in the session, uh Robottom had his passenger window pop out just at the top. Uh we also saw this for I think Cook in one of the races uh, on race Sunday. Two. Um however that wouldn't slow him down later in the session. Moffitt was the first casualty, however, suffering an early left rear puncture, going through church at the time. I've seen yeah. the onboard of it, and it is scary. It is scary. It's a 720 degree spin, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think he probably needed some new trousers after the fact. Yes, definitely. Um, Do you think um knocked his confidence the rest of the weekend? Because he wasn't really anywhere else the rest of the weekend. Was oh, We're going to get to the races, of course, but it's possible. Um, I didn't even see him really chuck a move at any point. I, I don't think this is a track that suits him. Um, I don't know whether he hasn't quite got to grips with the car and is quite confident enough to push it and have that balls-out mentality that you need for Thruxton. Um, it was the same with Bordley this weekend. He just didn't seem on the pace. Or is it a grand conspiracy to try and hide how good the Infinity is? That if we don't do very well, nobody will suspect Ash. Well, he's only allowed to do well at his home race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Jelly and Oliver are taking it in terms of BMW to also yeah, <laughs> try and throw him off the scent. Um, Bordley ran wide at turn one, um, spinning and just brushing the barrier, uh, bringing out yellow flags, but he was able to get going again and continued in the session. No quickly flown red flag this time. Um, and across the opening 15 minutes of the session, not much else happened. Many drivers were swapping how times. Many, how many times are we going to say that this weekend? Yeah. Many, times, many drivers were swapping times throughout the top 10, mostly between sort of like Proctor, Robottom, Sutton, Hill, Cook. You know, a couple of Hondas in there. We knew Hill was going to be quick and Sutton, depends what mood he's in really. Um, but midway through the session, the top 10 were covered by just 0.5 seconds. Um Chilton was the first and only driver of the session to lose a time due to track limits. I, I can't work out where. I can only see him through church, gone... No, I, I think it must be one of the complexes. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm assuming into Cobb and Seagrave. Yeah, possibly. Um, and possibly run too wide. Uh, however, his following lap would then push him up to 7th. Um, Shedden seems to be really struggling down in 14th, though, on his opening set of tyres. And towards the back of the grid, Hamilton had a spin exiting out onto the back of the circuit, putting a load of grass in his radiator, which he had to come in and get cleared out. Hill then managed to jump up to P1 with an unspectacular lap somehow. He, I don't think he was fastest in any sector, but he managed to string them all close enough together to um, go onto provisional pole. He was then followed by Proctor, who improved to fifth, and then Plato up to sixth. Plato sort of like went under the radar this weekend. Yeah, it's a track where he goes fairly well at. I think he's got... He had his podium earlier in the season, didn't he? Yeah, I think he's got five wins here for memory. Um, you say he had his podium here in the opening weekend. Uh, that, and the Astros seem to work pretty well 
all round this weekend, actually. Yeah, both of them look really consistent. Shedden uh, looks to be on a really good lap into the second half of the second session. Uh, the first two sectors were, I think, one was purple, one was green. green. Yeah. And coming into the final sector, he found traffic. Uh, from this, I don't know whether it was out of annoyance or, or what, but he went straight into the pits, which was a big mistake because he hadn't let the car cool down at all, and upon stopping in the pits, his brakes caught fire. The angriest man in the... It's not what you want, is it? I mean, this pretty much began the comedy of errors for the Dynamics team and drivers all weekend, they didn't really, from running running wrong setups to having uh, problems with the cars to farcical contacts, you know, yeah. I, I think that lap would have put him well inside the top five yeah. and probably set his week coming up a lot different and a lot better. Um, Lloyd would then be the next driver to improve massively, jumping up above Plato to go fifth with three personal best sectors. Butcher was also on a hot lap and would then jump from 11th to second, putting in a, a firm statement. Um, he's someone that needs to keep improving this season and we know how well that Corolla goes at Thruxton. We saw it from Ingram, didn't we? Yeah. Um, closely followed by Butcher, though, was Robossum, who, similar to Hill, wouldn't set timing screens alight, but would take the fastest time overall at that point. Morgan in the BMW would go on to improve late into the session, jumping up to sixth, and would actually be the highest BMW. It's either him or Oliphant, wasn't it? Uh, it was Oliphant, sorry, in fifth. Um... While Ingram was looking rather lacklustre down in 12th. Now, we've mentioned it already. He seems to really struggle with weight on board in this car. And it's almost like a damage limitation coming into the weekend, knowing he's got 66 kilos on. Yeah, I agree with you. Again, it it puts into question how effective is the weight when there is such disparity between the cars that Mm. some can run it really well and some can't. Now, on the one hand, you say, well, that's because some engineering um, teams have found ingenious ways to carry the weight and to maximize setup to minimize weight and that's kind of the point i guess of these you know the premier racing division is to have these margins and that's where you have engineers technicians etc etc but you've got a situation where some can handle it with ease and in some ridiculous cases even look faster with the weight on board and then you've got others that i mean ingram really can't seem to handle the weight in the car at the minute it's always going to be a different balancing act where you've got so many different variations of car whether you've got saloons yeah. whether you've got hatchbacks whether you've got front wheel drive rear wheel drive how i don't know how the car's almost designed can really affect it although as ash said himself you know bmr may uh, manage to make the weight work at on the subaru, the subaru as well. they yeah. just they are just that good. barge <laughs> yeah they, they just seem to be good engineers they've picked two really weird cars to run in the touring cars and made both of them work very well on the whole um Coming into the final minutes of the session, Butcher and Taylor Smith would go off track late on, filling their radiators with grass, not being able to set any quicker time. Um, and it would be Rowbottom finishing the session top with Sutton down in seventh, which wasn't too bad considering he was ahead of Turkington in ninth and Ingram in twelfth, while Shedden didn't get out again and finished fourteenth. Which, considering your teammate is on pole, is not good. No, not at all. Um, just to run down on the top 10, uh, Rowbottom would uh, take pole from Hill, uh, then King, King of Thruxton. Uh, well, not at this point. Not quite. Um, Cook in third, followed by Butcher, then Oliphant, Morgan, Sutton, Lloyd, 
Turkington and Proctor, who we both thought would do a lot better than that. Again, rinse repeat for three to three other times at least. <laughs> but yeah, we'll move on to race one on Sunday. Race one. Yes, yeah, so as Sam reported there, a mixed qualifying effort by the main title rivals meant that race one was going to be all about progress and maximising as many points as possible. Uh, Ingram and Turkton would both know they needed to put in some hard yards to get past Ash Sutton further up the road. Uh, again, as we discussed, the heavy affinity having outqualified all or most of his championship rivals. Uh, a quick special mention though before we get into the racing to... Uh, Tom Chilton, who would be starting his 400th BTCC race. You only mentioned he'll get this weekend. In a positive light, perhaps. <laughs> uh, although he would be a struggle to celebrate with a podium starting 13th. But a good points finish was certainly achievable at this point. Um, and just a quick word, you know, he's become sort of the subject of our ire in recent years because the frustrations, I think, because we know what a good driver is there and what have you but it's, it is good to have a servant a long-standing servant like him in the BTCC uh, Sam have you got a particular highlight of those 400 races should we go 1 to 400 <laughs> um, mainly just his hair I've always Brilliant. Sort of like Brilliant. 400 races and all yep. you can remember about him is his hair yeah I've, I've always um, based my hairstyle on his pretty much certainly in the younger days I remember meeting him at Brands Hatch in 2007 oh, ish um, and having a picture with him there with his Big hair in the house. I never remember him being a skinhead of a goatee, though. So you're no, not, not, na- not now. Earlier days. Right. God. What the about you? Lego Star Wars Honda. Yeah? Yeah. Well, oh, how cool was that livery? It was pretty good. Uh, I love Lego. <laughs> yes. <So, laughs> yeah. Uh, I might be starting a Lego podcast, so I might start plugging that in here, <laughs> but we'll, we'll leave that for now. Anyway, as the lights went out, it was Hill who made a good start, but Robottom led out onto the complex, making a good start for a change. After he was at pole, uh, Brands Hatch, he went backwards a little bit, but got this one right. Yeah, it was an okay start. It wasn't some some of those lightning starts that we saw um, him have at like Alton Park. Um, and he was only just ahead, wasn't he? And he wasn't ahead for long, because out to the other side of the complex, Cook had found his way into the lead, and Oliphant followed through to second, with Robottom being shuffled down to fourth. Uh, Butcher also initially tumbled back a little bit off the line. Uh, Hill pulled off a supreme move um, to pass Oliphant into club. I mean, Hill this season. I mean, every year he seems to get better and better. What a move this was. He's just doing it to spite you, mate. Look, I've already a couple t- of years ago, Look, you wouldn't have him anywhere near a title fight, would you? Do you know what? Paul O'Neill was saying similar, though, earlier. He said, you know, in his first couple of years, all he was doing was crashing all the time. Yep, yep. Almost verbatim what he said. Yeah, I've gained six or seven stone from Humble Pie if I had to eat about Jake Hill, <laughs> all right? He's the, he's the real deal now. He's yep. settled into the sport. He is a superb racer. And this was an incredible move. If a little short. I mean, it's not really his fault. <laughs> it means he gets in and out the car easier. Uh, but no, it was a supreme move around the club. Seems to catch Oliphant by surprise, and I say it again. Oliphant is just that Dilly dallies, doesn't he? bit too easy to pass, isn't he? Yeah. I do wonder if it's because he's been on the receiving end of such contact over his uh, touring car career. Especially this weekend. Well, oh, sorry, this season. Weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whether, whether that makes him a bit of a soft touch, but... No, not suggesting he'll do anything aggressive here, but no. just... He does seem. If you come up against a BMW, one of the three BMWs to pass, you probably pick Oliphant first, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. 
So, uh, yeah, so that has pushed uh, Oliphant, or caught Oliphant by surprise. Uh, Turkish has slipped back to 12th by end of lap one. There was contact, but I'm not sure who it was with, which sent him wide through, I believe it was Goodwood. Um, oh. Not quite sure who it was with. We've only got the onboard footage, and I can't tell our alloys apart from other alloys. Yeah, someone someone getting the elbows out on Turkington is, is no real surprise, is it? Stop qualifying down there. Yep. And, uh, Don't get yourself caught up in instants. Uh, Rivet had a drama of his own at church, losing the rear end, uh, managing to somehow avoid the pack as he spun back onto the track. This was a genuinely scary moment, wasn't it? Because it's out of control, yep. it's a fast corner, and you're coming back on the track of, with, let's say, no control of the vehicle. I don't know how everybody missed him. Yeah, he was he was almost a yard wider than everyone else, or like in the line that he was following, and you were just like, oh no, he's going to drop this. And he did, and somehow, he, I think, Paul O'Neill said in commentary, just jam the brakes on yeah. and hope that you stop quick. Um, but yeah, for, for everyone following, they did very well to avoid him. The stewards already had a busy couple of hours and indeed day with the support packages. Plenty Ginettas. I know, <laughs> and they weren't uh, short of action here. A five-second penalty was handed to Lloyd for an out-position start. Now, I don't believe it's the first time this season he's been guilty of this. It's such a rookie error. I know they have these wonderful systems of sticking a bit of tape on a wall, especially at Thruxton. But, yeah, I think it was him and Jade over the weekend, and Jade's was completely different. Jade was hilarious. Yes, Jade was hilarious. We'll get on to that. Um, But, yeah, to be out of position this far into the season, you think you'd know how long the car is, wouldn't you? Can't the engineer say, forward, (laughs) Yeah. forward, forward. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Stop, stop, okay. Mm. Because they're on the pit wall. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a rookie error. Every driver does it probably at least once in their career. However, at least once a season, I think. Yeah, but this is now twice or even three times that he's done it. So yeah, not not great. And it just compromises your race. It gives you a five second penalty. You you always making up for lost time, quite literally. Yep. Uh, Sutton spent the first half of the race in seventh, kind of making his tyres come to life, just going with the flow, just seeing how the race was developing ahead of him. Um, and also knowing that he was outscoring Ingram and Turkey to them. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? You're seventh. At that point, he was just totting up the points and going on these little abacus in the car, I imagine. Yeah. And going, yeah, okay. If I push a bit later into the race, I'll, I can gain a few more points. And I just go that they don't make any positions up. Well, until they start forcing the issue, why, why bother? Why worry? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Plato was lining up a move on Proctor, uh, who caught everybody by surprise I think by making a great late lunge on Ingram's Hyundai um, again through the club she came kind of caught everyone by surprise by that because it looks as if Plato was done he was past Proctor and on to the next but yep. Proctor did well put a Hyundai between uh, himself and Plato uh, out front Rowbottom and Butcher started to get into a bit of contact a very bullish move by Rory into the first complex I'm sighing as I say it because it just seems that there's two butchers, brilliant or really, really aggressive bang your doors Punchy. In. Yeah. And Far actually, too punchy. I was quite happy to see Dan give him a big thump back for the second <laughs> part of the, of the complex, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you've got to show your metal against him to possibly gain some respect. I don't think those two have ever been too close together on track before. And um, if you give something back, I think Butcher probably gives that driver a little more respect next time round. Yeah, maybe. But we'll see. Maybe. But yeah, it, yeah. I was glad to see Dan get his elbows back out with it that way. Uh, this little skirmish brought Morgan, Sutton and Lloyd into play, who are all sort of quite far back prior to the incident, and then suddenly on Robottom's tail uh, from that. Uh, 
Butcher started to fill Robotnik's mirrors again but couldn't find her way through. Uh, and Sutton began to wind the screw on Morgan, uh, asking lots of questions of the BMW before a very clean, albeit very fast, move through at Goodwood, um, which allowed the Infinity to get through the gap and close onto Butcher and Robottom. Uh, Butcher probably got a bit, bit worried by the fact that suddenly Ash was behind him, so he found a way past Robottom at the complex, and then Sutton followed through a couple of corners later. Perhaps an issue with the Civic uh, with the Honda Civic, it seemed to lose pace in the second half of the race, or it could have been tyres running out as well. Yep. Thrux have been a high uh, tyre degradation track. Somebody's got to say it. <laughs> Just bitter, didn't. aren't you? <laughs> uh, Sutton was then straight onto the rear of Butcher's Toyota, and Nick Hamilton behind suffered a spin on his own, but was able to get back onto the track. Uh, second one on the weekend, nice. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Shed and Turkton really struggled to make any form of um, progress behind. Both of them occupying the lower top 15 places. Uh, Plato and Ingram sort of had probably the best moment of the weekend almost with their oh. battle lots of rubbing lots of fair racing lots of hard racing but lots of clean racing it's kind of the kind of touring cars you would expect to see from about 10-15 years ago yeah. where Plato was in his prime and, and rubbing up racers probably the the wrong way sometimes back then but obviously Ingram's come through his almost like training school and, and knows how Jason races and it, it was it was really fair between the two of them what I thought was interesting is when Plato did get through a couple of laps later at club and Turkington followed through Ingram was very aggressive getting back past Turkington yeah and not I mean he'd held Plato off when he'd I wouldn't say he was particularly aggressive in holding Plato off it was more defending putting the car in the right place Little nudges, little you nudge me, I'm going to nudge you back, kind of stuff, but nothing almost playful. When then with Turkey through, it was no bloody way, mate. I'm coming back from here. <laughs> I, I think he said after the race that he was just trying to do those calculations in his head of where he can let people go because he knows that they're faster than him or really fight for the points, especially against a title rival like Turkington. He also knew that Lloyd had a five second penalty, so keeping in, yep. in uh, you know, within that window was key as well. Uh, out, front, out front, we have a new joint King of Thruxton then. Josh Cook took, taking his seventh win, which takes him level with Gordon Shedden of yep. most wins around this circuit. Uh, and he took the win from Hill and Oliphant. Sutton had to settle for fifth, and Ingram did manage to keep Turkton at bay, which meant your top 15 for race one after time penalties were applied. Cook from Hill from Oliphant. Butcher, Sutton, Morgan, Proctor, Plato, Ingram. Lloyd, Turkington, Shedden, Chilton into the points, and Jelly. Not the most exciting of races won. Again, Sutton is able to finish fifth, and that's Incre- enough to extend increase his lead. Yeah. lead yeah. Which is all that he really needs to do at this point in the season. Absolutely. The, the lead he's got at the moment, he just needs to keep chipping away at the points and keep consistently just dragging them in. doesn't really matter if he's winning races or getting podiums at the moment, as long as he's finishing there or thereabouts with title rivals. Agreed. Shall we have a look at race two? Yes, let's get on to that. Race two. Heading into race two of the weekend then, and Cook and Hill would be going into this in similar circumstances that they were earlier in the season. Um, And it would probably be difficult to look elsewhere following their race one form as well. Uh, Although both had gained ballast, Sutton could be dangerous from fifth on the grid, having dropped the weight out of his car and also been very racy in race one. Um, unfortunately, before the race got underway, Taylor Smith was seen limping back to the pits uh, with a problem I believe was a drive shaft failure, um, which 
sort of curtailed his weekend. He didn't have that good luck this weekend, and I don't think any of the Coopers performed overly well. It's two weekends in the bounce have been poor. It is, it is. Um, as the lights were going out, Oliphant got the best start from the front two rows, getting past Hill up into second. Um, it's a really long hold race too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. A really long. I've never seen a hold that well. No. I'm saying never. I can't remember a hold that long in the touring cars. No, nor can I. Um, with Butcher getting also getting past Hill, um, and this is where Jade made her funny error at the start of race two, and I think it was partially because of how long the hold was that she jumped the start, managed to stop before the lights then went out, but was obviously out of position for yeah. the race start, gaining her a five-second penalty. Um, later into the first lap, though, Hill managed to repass Butcher. Um, however. Sutton then just like drove through the middle of both of them. Eye through the needle, wasn't it? Eye of the needle. It, it was almost like he had another gear. Yeah, nitros. Flick the button yeah. and he's through. Um, I, uh, I don't understand how that car gets so much traction. But there we go. But it doesn't with the other two. This one, I, I know. I can't. I know. It, it must be that BMR do that car. It has to be. Yeah. And then I, I can only assume they're not sharing the setups with Bordley and Moffat, or they can't. Use the setups. They don't drive in the same way, I don't think. No. And there, there is something to be said that, you know, some cars just suit some drivers. You know, mm. you, you see it in all forms of motorsport that you can put a really good driver in a really good car and it doesn't always necessarily work out. I think the prime example at the moment is look how Gasly did when he went to Red Bull and then went back to Alpha Tauri. He's been such, so much better. Yeah. Um, that looks very, very average in a very, very good car. Yeah, that is true. Um... Anyway, I mean, even to a lesser extent in touring cars, you've got Jake Hill in the Ford and the other three Ford drivers, incomparable. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, Sutton, having passed both of those, would start charging after Oliphant, who is currently second behind Cook. Um, yeah, Robottoms had, had early po- problems, dropping down to 14th before a lap later, following his teammate into the pits, both with technical issues. Now, I think one of them was a boost issue, and the other one was a fried clutch. I think Shedden was the clutch, and yeah. um, Robo was the boost. Uh, I think Robo was able to get back out, but obviously, with a dead clutch, Shedden was going nowhere quickly. Um, while Bo- Robottom was slipping through the field, Boutel got knocked sideways coming through the final chicane at the end of the first lap. Managed to hold it straight and continue on. Good car control. Very good, yeah. Um, and probably showed how well he did this weekend. Mm-hmm. By lap three, Ingram had progressed well, moving up four places to sixth and was on the back of Butcher, keeping him very honest and putting the pressure on. Um... Oliphant was also under investigation for a full start, but no further action was taken. I think he just had a flyer of a start. Um, and I think yeah. it, it looked a bit suspect because of how good his start was compared to the drivers around him. It's always difficult. And also, if you get it right and go just as the light mm-hmm. drops, and if you're holding that long, maybe he did jump the start. Guess it. it. Yeah, guess it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the term I'm looking for. That's yeah, what guess. Bottas did back in Austria one year. Where yeah. his reaction time was Ridiculous. stupidly quick, yeah. and it was just because he'd guessed, guessed, the start. guessed when it went out. Um, meanwhile, Sutton had put an easy move on Oliphant and was setting out after Cook, Ingram, and Butcher. Yeah, Oliphant, sorry, Oliphant did say afterwards that there's just no point no. in his interview. He just said, there's just no point. It's that much. Carrying quicker. more weight as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what can I do? Yeah. Uh, Ingram and Butcher were then continuing their battling, slowing the pack up behind them. Sort of like drivers including Turkinson, Proctor, Morgan, 
and they were just all bunching up and Proctor was really uh, sorry Butcher was almost like the um, cork in the bottle really yeah he was Sutton's closing speed on Cook was ridiculous closing in about half a second a lap yeah I mean as soon as he got to second I said that's it he's won the race he said hang on there's a fair bit of a way to go yeah. and then two laps later oh by the way he's now yeah. you know, on Cookie's tail yeah about three laps later Sutton would then close up into the final chicane and get the perfect tight run across the pit straight uh, down towards Allard where he got the move completed and then just escaped up the road yeah I'll say Cook didn't contest it too much again I think on the one hand because they respect each other a oh, lot yeah. as drivers and B again you've got to know what battles to pick there's no point taking yourselves off because you, it was ridiculously fast yeah Cook was quite happy to settle for a second they were well ahead of um, Oliphant behind them um, so there wasn't any real threat uh, Turkington was then able to get past Proctor and move up to 7th uh, for a front review of the battling still going on between Butcher and Ingram this was almost race long wasn't yeah, it, it was. between those two there was a quite a few heart in the mouth moments as well where yeah. Ingram got knocked sideways but I think Butch got knocked sideways at one point as well just you're thinking is this snatching all over again yeah. who's going to end up in the wall <laughs> uh, with only two laps left Butch's defensive driving was just queuing more and more drivers up behind him and Ingram managed to get an overlap into Cobb and came um, out onto the back of the circuit ahead while Butcher and Turkington were battling side by side with Butcher just managing to hold on it was similar to the Plato Ingram Turkington yeah. battle in race one um, where Turkington just got shoved out almost his hand to hand combat as it were mm-hmm. isn't the strongest I think it's fair to say no but he's I think this is the first season certainly in recent seasons where he's been in the pack and had to battle yeah I'd agree um, and so maybe he's a little race rusty in that respect. I don't know, he's racing people he doesn't normally race with. He doesn't know how they race. I mean, they're making the point in the F1, sorry to go to F1 again, that Max would be dreading Russell in the first corner because he's never raced against him. He doesn't know what he's going to do. That's all right. Plenty of rain sorts that out. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here, you know, Turkin doesn't race generally with yeah. the people he's been in and around. You don't know what, A, their weaknesses are, B, what ridiculous lunge are they going to do? Are they going to know when to give you space and what have you, etc.? And that was pretty much it for race two. Um, not much happened down towards the back of the pack. Well, you've missed a, a humongous thing that happened. Did I? Ingram's tyre blowing up. Oh, yeah, I was getting to that. I'm oh, sorry. I was getting that. Well, you've ruined the surprise now, haven't you? It's not really a surprise, is it? It was uh, a surprise at the time. It was a surprise at the time, yeah. Sutton, first of all, would then come home and take the victory from Cook and Oliphant, completing the podium. Um, but coming through church on the final lap, as you have just mentioned, um, Ingram ran wide, picking up a punch. And now Did we he? don't... <laughs> yes, sod. <laughs> now, uh, we don't know whether he had already got the puncture or whether he had I think maybe it, lost a bit of tyre grip and then run wide and I think it cut the wide over on the kerb because he yeah. does hit the kerb. Mm. And having raced aggressively for 10, 12 laps with Butcher, I think the tyres were spent and yeah. he just clipped that kerb and cut the tyre. Unfortunately, that would drop him back through the field despite all that battling to get past Butcher, where he would eventually finish 12th. Um, on the reverse grid draw that Sutton would pull out and then just walk away from, which was quite funny on ITV, wasn't well, Steve it? Steve told him he couldn't really hear him. So yeah, I know. So Ask like, well, all right, then fine. I'm off. Um, he drew out ball number eight, which would be Adam Morgan from pole. So the top 15 for race two finished as follows. Sutton from Cook from Oliphant. 
Hill again consistent in fourth, followed by Butcher, Turkington, Proctor, Morgan. Plato again in the top ten, just ahead of Lloyd. Smiley managed to get home ahead of Ingram, followed by Moffat, Jelly, and Boutel. Good performance by Boutel. Yes. Quick question, Ring Hill, if I may. Yes. He's got to start getting the podiums and wins taken to that next level. He's only got one BTC win to his name. Yep. I think it's fair to say he probably should have more. Yep. And if he wants to be a title challenger, he's got to start turning those fourths into thirds, those thirds into seconds, those seconds into third, first, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I, I certainly think this season, I don't think he was even probably considering the title or, or no. being in the hunt. His views may have changed slightly from the opening round where he obviously took those three podiums. I accept it's a new car for him this year and next year is going to be yes. new again. But yeah. I just... Yeah, I think he. I think isn't. I think there are more gears to him. Yeah, just gotta find them. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's more of a question of building experience and working out how the other drivers around him race and finding finding the best way to set up that car. But as you say, moving in the hybrid area, that could change again. Absolutely. Race two. Well, race three then, and it was time for more celebrations. What a weekend for celebrating! Uh, Smiley and Jackson were starting their one hundred and fiftieth and 250th races respectively. They come around quick, don't they? I mean, I know that Smiley goes back longer than you think, but Jackson really goes back a lot longer than you think as well, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that it's 250. Yeah, we get 30 in a in a season, there or thereabouts. Yeah. But, yeah, that's He's over halfway to being 400 like Chilton. That's yes. you think how long... It's good look, maths, huh? Yes, but when you think that Chilton was in it from, yeah. what, 2003 yeah. onwards... Jackson wasn't in there too in 2003, so he's raced a lot. He's had a lot of full seasons, whereas a lot yeah. of other drivers have had bit-part seasons, yeah, haven't they? surprised me slightly. Anyway, when the lights dropped for the final time, it was Morgan using the rear-wheel drive power to blast clear of Proctor, who, again, had a fairly slow start and dropped back behind Colin Turkington. Uh, and, Sam, we need to talk about Gordon. Flash. Yeah. Flash in the pan. Yeah. <laughs> the main incident, I suppose, of race one was... Or race or three, flash even. point, should I say? Very good. Thank you. There are three safety cars in race three. This was the first of them. Uh, Shedden and Edwards came together. Shedden's rear on Edwards' front. Edwards fired off into the same wall she was fired off into by Andy Neat earlier on in the season. It was a very similar incident, wasn't it? I'm just so disappointed in Shedden. He, he was going for a gap, and I don't know whether he's misjudged the gap or whether the gap has started to close on him as he as he's midway through but his rear left clips Edwards's front right um, and spears her off into a wall it's a heavy impact yeah. she was not happy no um, it's another huge amount of damage to the car which obviously she sim- suffered similar at the opening round at Thruxton um, Shedden was relatively lucky to well he was spun into the barrier at speed 360s it and then drove out of it yes I know um, he he managed to dent every single panel on the car apart from the roof. Set his boot up, and then managed to, as you say, get back to the pits. He didn't come out again, but no, no, no. Um, reshed him. Do you think he's feeling the pressure because Robotham's come in with fairly low expectations by Matt Neal's own admissions when he's been speaking, when he's done interviews about him. Fairly low um, expectations. Get a few points for the team here and there. But actually, if you were to say at the minute one of these is a three-time champion and one of them's in their second season, you'd say Robot was three times champion, would you not? He's, I think the, the performance level has been incredible. Do you think Shedden is 
feeling that pressure feels a bit like he's not performing feels a bit insecure I don't know because he, he seems to be making such crazy moves at Rash, times aren't they yeah yeah I'm going to sit on the fence a bit here okay so following this weekend they come out of the championship going to Croft on equal points who's had the better season though yeah, exactly. So the the thing is with Shedden is he's built up those points in less races, effectively, because he's had more instants, whereas Robotham has been the more consistent performer across the season. Now, it's not something that I would have expected to coming into the season, and especially not at Thruxton, where Shedden has won seven races. Um, and, yeah, I think he is feeling the pressure somewhat, um, but I also think he's feeling... Not just the pressure from his teammate, but the pressure of being back in the sport after a, a sustained amount of time out. Yes, Robottom had a year out as well, but he did a little bit of racing in that time. Yeah, but it's only his second season, Robottom. I know, I know. I'm just really disappointed, Sam. I just think that you know, this is the, the touring cars. Is, yeah, I don't agree with a lot of what Paul O'Neill says, but yeah, this is the, the touring cars. Are the staple in the highest order of touring cars. You should be setting the example for other drivers about how to race and how you know. And we saw it this weekend. We already praised Ingram and Plato racing on the very ragged edge, but never getting over that edge. We've seen hard, fast races throughout the year. We've seen fantastic moves. Ingram's move on Oliphant comes to mind. As Jenny, sorry, comes to mind at Knock Hill. Hill's move here on Oliphant comes to mind. Sorry, let them both on BMWs, but there we go. Sutton's move in race two, brilliant. But we have we have had that before with the experienced individuals the, the amount of times that Plato and Matt Neal have come together and come to blows that Muller and Plato have come yeah. together but I think their title protagonists coming together Shedden's getting involved with people he doesn't need to get involved with I mean if Shedden and Turkington for example go door to door for three corners and then both end up in the barrier you go well that's because they're fighting for the title they're scrapping yeah. for the points you understand it I mean last year we berated uh, Sutton for his silly move on Hill at Croft and, and rightly so but if that was Turkington in that position we'd, pr- we'd probably gone mm, okay mate you understand it then then looking from the other point of view is this the case of as we said before when you're down with those drivers at the back of the pack you need to know how they race and he's gone through a gap here which you would expect the drivers each side to see him coming I think that's harsh to suggest it's Edwin. But that's, no, I'm not, I'm not that. suggesting that it is either of their faults, but he's going through a gap thinking, yeah, they've seen me coming, they know I'm going to be much faster than them, and, and he's almost pre, pre-guessing what they're going to do. To and me, he's not being as cautious as he probably needs to be with unpredictable drivers. To me, this is just how I read it, just, just how I'm interpreting it, I think that there's a frustration that he's not where he perhaps believes he should be. And I think there is uh, frustration is probably the wrong word, but Robot was coming and exceeded all expectations. When he took that pole, that already exceeded all expectations, hadn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of eyebrows were raised when Robot came into the team. Here, I think we both sort of yeah. looked at him and went, "Okay, that's slightly odd." Especially for a driver of Camish to be yeah. almost kicked out by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's coming and done really, really well, Su- supremely well, actually. And this weekend, I don't think Robot's done anything wrong. It's the cars that him down. Yeah. Um, and I think he's taken everybody by surprise. I think Shedden feels he's got to up his game, and I think that's leading to mistakes and errors and rash judgments. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see how he gets on through the rest of the season. 
I just can't really remember anything that Shen's done this year. I've gone, that's really good. The, the the only thing that comes to mind is the race three at Thruxton start of the season when he went from the back of the grid to fourth. Yeah, okay. In that changeable yeah. condition race. Yeah. Where we saw the shedding that we thought we were going to see for the rest of the season. But Robottom in, in conditions that stayed the same, so therefore no gambling on tyres being correct, went from the back of the grid to 14th in this one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that, looking at it now, who's impressed me more this season it, out of those two? And it's very easy to, to oh, declare yeah, the definitely. winner. Anyway. Uh, what happened in the race? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Once the lights went out on the safety car, this was one of the more bizarre efforts to restart a race. Morgan bunching the pack up in a very tight manner. We you saw know, it, You know what it reminded me of? The Genetics earlier in the day that they then ran into the back of each other. No, Mugello. F1. Oh, sorry, okay. F1 yep. again, guys. Yep. Um, Mugello, where that huge accident was caused. Because there are yep. so many people trying to anticipate when... Morgan was going to put his foot down and he's left it so late right up close to the start finish line that that people are swapping positions accidentally and it's gone to the stewards after this and will be decided at Croft whether there will be any repercussions from that personally I don't think there will be because it's going to be a really difficult one to sort out I think they probably gave the flat spaces back afterwards I think think they might have perhaps gone in front of each other but I believe in an yeah, they they gave the place back in the time period to make it to make it fair. Um, we criticised it to a degree there, but it worked. Morgan it caught caught her to napping and got the advantage he needed to to stay in front. Um, however, Turkey would then up the pace and effort to get uh, back to Morgan for the race lead. But Morgan was able to respond himself by upping his speed too and maintaining the gap in a pretty impressive drive. To be he looks honest. comfortable in that car now, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. He looks up to speed, it doesn't he? He looks yeah. really good. Uh, Ingram pulled a really good move on Sutton with Plato following through. Um, yeah, that, that was quite fun to watch. Open, op- you don't normally see the door prize open on Ash, no. and you certainly don't normally see a second driver nip down the inside. And no. Plato did run him a little bit wide, but again, very clean. And it's, yeah, we, we've seen Sutton that, and Plato experience from Plato. Yeah, but we've seen those two have little incidences yeah. in the past. But th- those two have a fight, surely not. It's <laughs> not a great deal of love lost there from their days no. together. By you know. Plato's book version number two, I'm sure we'll go into more detail about that. But they did manage to keep it very, very clean. Uh, Lloyd also tried to capitalise, however, Sutton had enough at that point, um, having already lost another place to Smiley, and managed to shut the door on Lloyd before any further incident could be done. Uh, Smelt then found himself in a barrier, boredly seemingly involved, along with Aaron Taylor-Smith. All three had pretty average to poor weekends. Uh, ahead, Ingram was going purple uh, and continuing his charge, piling the pressure onto Oliphant, Launching a very late move, uh, but was unable to commit due to yellow flags being raised uh, as, uh, due to the aforementioned incident. However, Ingram would make a move sick with a brave uh, pass at Noble. Moments after this, the safety car was called for a second time to deal with Smelt Stricken Toyota. A very late call. Wasn't I was going to say, it took a long time to make that call for some reason. Um, yeah. We couldn't quite work out where it was from the replay cameras, but we think it was on sort of like. The far exit of Cobb. Yeah. Bordley was off on the inside somewhere with a broken front uh, wheel. Um, but yeah, it took a long time to call. Strange. Strange. Maybe they, maybe they thought they could get going again, having seen Shetton knock you know, seven bells out of his car and still <laughs> managed to get it going. Perhaps yeah. well, anything's possible. Uh, on the second restart, Morgan went a lot earlier, and Turkson was able to go with him on this occasion. They made, but both managed to drop Proctor slightly. However, the safety car wasn't done. Uh, trying to compete for drive for the day for race number three, uh, 
Ollie Jackson's anniversary wasn't celebrated in style or a time which looked to be caused by a wheel issue. Uh, thankfully, the third and final safety car was mercifully short, with Morgan again opting for an early start in an effort to keep Colin behind. He went earlier each time, didn't he? He did, yeah. Uh, Ingram and Cook began a little battle together, uh, whilst up ahead, Morgan ended up locking up and missing the chicane, uh, which gave him a considerable gap to Turkington. Something Controversial that... at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, but what, what can you do? You can't... Well... You possibly can. I think I think he should have given a lot more time back quicker than he did. Yeah, you possibly can create a lockup mm. purposefully, but why would you? Yeah. So no, I don't... no, no, I think it is a genuine mistake. It's just how he dealt with it afterwards. I wonder whether he's been fully talked to about. Obviously, he he's been able to keep the race result um, as it was, but the the substantial gap that he built over Turkington wasn't cut down within the next lap. It was over the next couple of laps. That's the only question. Yeah, I'd no, have I, over I get, it. I get the question, but but it's not that Colin was on his bumper. It wasn't bumper to bumper. Oh, no. There's a good gap between it was them. Half, it was about half a second between them. Yeah, and it went out to two and a half seconds. Yeah, but how do you then reduce that without? You're not going to be able to reduce it perfectly. I agree. Perhaps you should have reduced it a bit quicker. Yeah, it's a difficult one though, isn't it? It is difficult because he's it's a mistake. He's not mm. done it on purpose. No, no. Um. Perhaps could have given him a two-second penalty. What what he gained, give him a penalty for maybe. But I, I, I think by he'd got it back down to I think 0.7 by the end of the race. Um, but as they were saying in commentary, it it stopped Turkington having that chance to even launch an attack. What the commentary of the BMW fan club? Tim Harvey wasn't there this weekend. No, well, Paul O'Neill's even more of BMWI, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> uh, the, to me, that it's racing. I understand. The thing is that. If you're the chap who's done it, you'll be livid if you lose. If you're the chap behind, you'll be livid. But as Colin... I thought Colin dealt with this very well himself, actually, in the interview after saying that he's done exactly the same thing. You know, it, it happens. It's not done deliberately. Mistakes do occur. I'm glad Morgan's not lost the race win because of it. Oh, yeah, so am I. I, I don't, I don't think want to he deserved to of, lose the race yeah. win for it. I just think he could have dealt with it in race a bit quicker than he did. Possibly so. Uh, Ingram then would complete his move on Cook, taking him up to sixth. Um, however, that incident is going to be investigated at Croft for a potential unfair. I don't know if they've got to wait so long for that one. They wanted to go home. Yeah, it's the final race. They wanted to go can't home. Can they meet again in the week? Nah. This is. I think this is effectively the mid-season break. Can't they do it over Zoom? I think they're fed up of Zoom meetings by now, aren't you? I just think, why wait for three weeks? What's the point? Anyway. Uh, Ingram and Butcher with the gang come together. Surprise, surprise, as Ingram tried to go past Butcher. And uh, Butcher sent him into a slide. Ingram doing very well to catch it. I mean... <laughs> Glued together those two, weren't they, this weekend? You wouldn't yeah. think it by the race results, but they, they were almost together for the whole weekend and battling and pushing and shoving. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, Morgan would claim his second victory of the season with Turkey taking a very valuable second place. And Proctor continuing his decent runner form with a strong third place. Ash would come home 10th, giving him a large buffer of 30 points atop the driver's standings. It's hard to see how he loses it from here, isn't it? Um, we're yes. going to tracks that he's good at now. We've got away from tracks he might not be so good at. And we're now going to Croft, where he is king in waiting. Silverson, where if he manages not to do anything stupid, he should do quite well at. Donington, where he went from the back of the grid to third last year. And then Brands Hatch GP, which is for yep. the traction zones. Yep. Yeah, it's looking ominous, isn't it? 30 points. I don't... 
And that's, that's the other thing as well. If you look at this weekend, Cook scores 50 points, Sutton scores 38. So even if you have a good weekend like Cook's done, you're only taking 12 points out of him. Mm. It's di- I mean, you're going to do, you're gonna have to have what two weekends like that to get ahead. And Sutton to have a bad, bad weekend. We, we always say that one, a driver normally has at least one bad weekend a He's year. And he has already had it. So, mm. yeah, it, it's looking ominous. But. Anyway, your top 15 for race number three. Morgan Turkton Proctor, as I said. Hill not going backwards, not going forwards. <laughs> number four for Jake Hill. And Ingram Butcher, Cook, Plato, Smiley, Sutton and Lloyd. Oliphant, Moffat, Robottom and Jelly rounding out your top 15. Yeah, just to pick up on Robottom, we said about his drive back through the field. Um, it's looked really quick. Once the car was well underneath him, he showed that pace that he had to put himself on pole. Um, but yeah, what could have been this weekend for him, I think. Well then, moving on to our driver grades for the weekend. Um, I'm going to go through these slightly differently this this time around. I know you normally go through them like two by two or through their teams, um, but I'm actually going to go for point scores. So Cook scored the most points this weekend, took home 50, um, and we've given him an A. You can't can't say any more. He is the king of Thruxton, isn't he? Would have had another race win, was it not, for the rocket ship that Ash uh, produced and a decent effort in race three with practically full weight on board to take seventh. Four extra points over the weekend, a couple of fastest laps and lead laps. If he could do this every week, he would be a real title contender. Good racer, I think. He is a good racer, but he's not consistent. <laughs> uh, second weekend was Hill taking home 43 points, giving him a B. Just as you said earlier, missing out on that extra podiums, that, that race win um, that we, we need to be seeing more of. Um, third this weekend was Sutton, 38 points. Pretty average performance for him, really. Did what he needed to, a B. Doesn't need anything else, does he? No. Uh, Morgan scored the same as him this weekend and had a, a really good performance, really. Um, where where we see BMWs maybe struggle on this circuit, he's pulled out what he needs to. Um, another B for him. Oliphant, uh, a better weekend, well, the best weekend of Team BMW, which it goes from one extreme to another for him, doesn't it, really? Yeah. A bit more consistent for him, out of trouble. But again, I do worry how easy it is to be passed. And race three, disappointing with weight on board. Yep, 34 points this weekend and a B. Butcher, probably his most consistent weekend to date this season. Um, taking home 34 points, as the same as but uh, same as Oliphant, with a B. Um, and finishing the top six for all races, although a little punchy. Just calm the contact. <laughs> Um, Proctor again another decent performance from him struggled a little bit in qualifying as we said but took 32 points home for the weekend got his podium in race 3 another B for him disappointed for me I think a B just yeah yeah. I expected considering more. considering his form so far or certainly over the last 3-4 rounds no way up on the car and Camish in the same conditions took a uh, second yep. and would have had a race win if was he not holding permission uh, yeah uh, Position. Position, thank you. Uh, Turkington finished the weekend with 31 points. That's uh, another miserly performance compared to Sutton, isn't it? Well, Although no, he's only certainly scored seven less, but... We've, we've given him a B. He's taken home a podium. He was fairly lacklustre in race one, though, wasn't he? Way on board. He's been fairly lacklustre for the season, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, he has. Uh, Plato, 
22 points. Same as Ingram this weekend. But he, he really seems to like it at Thruxton, doesn't he? Consistent. Yeah. yeah. He just, you just think so. Had ball number nine come out mm. on the hard tyre, I think he'd have won the race. 100 up. I think he'd have got the 100 up. Yeah. I really do. Uh, we've given him a B this weekend. As I said, Ingram, 22 points as well. Uh, lacking for me um, doesn't do well with the weight only a C for him really unlucky of the puncture though in race 2 I mean, yes. that, that changes everything does it because he's then he's in the mix, uh, mix for race 3 then isn't he I, th- I think he'd have taken what the third on the grid third or fourth yeah um, yeah and then he'd been right in the mix as you say Lloyd who I thought would just beat Plato this weekend came out with 16 right. points um, although another good performance from him at a B yeah, yeah, he's looking very at home on the grid, he's looking very at home in the car. Just let, put your contacts in next time you're lining up on the grid and you yeah, score those extra points. But yeah, no, it's been a good return for him overall this season. Uh, row bottom from the highs of a pole in qualifying to the lows of race two with retirement. Scored 12 points across the weekend. It's a case of what could have been considering his fight back in race three with given him a C. Yeah, the, for me, the driver's done very little wrong this weekend. It's the car that's let him down. Yeah, very much so. Smiley went unnoticed pretty much this weekend. Also got 12 points. A C for him. Um, Moffitt was poor this weekend yeah, in my I agree. eyes. I agree. Um, struggled in qualifying. Obviously, having that spin maybe knocked his confidence slightly. And then only took six points home for the weekend. A D considering his last yeah. couple of rounds. No, I wouldn't disagree with you, man. Uh, Jelly was the worst performing of the team BMW. Normality restored. Normality is re- restored with a 15th, a 14th and a 15th. Four points and just a C. But three point scoring. Yep. That's good enough. Yep. That's better than uh, Chilton. Uh, anyway, Shedden was next. Only scoring three points this weekend. Three. For someone who wants to be fighting for a title, that is not good enough. Um, a definite D for him. Any more to add? No. Okay. Just lovely. Is it an E? But yeah, D's fine. I just, I, just, I, I said my thing about Shannon. I think you expect more. Yeah. On to Chilton. As I mentioned, only two points this weekend. Another D for him. Um, D for going down or departing the championship. I think. But yeah, I don't think he's here next year. Uh, Boutel, what a weekend for him! Yeah. Um, stunning performance. Although he's only taken one championship point. He was very close to... Uh, sorry, he did take the Jack Sears um, confidently as well. Finished in 19th, 15th and 16th. And a definite B for him. He's there or thereabouts among the points. That's the other thing. Is there's 29 cars on this grid. Yeah. And he's round there or thereabouts for the points. Yeah, he's getting better all the time. Um, Bordley... He just... Yeah. Too many incidents. Um, yeah, he got caught up with Smelt. Had a spin in qualifying. Just... Didn't score anything this weekend, and an E is just about right, I think. Smelt, again, slow this weekend. Nothing like his pace that he showed at Alton Park. A D for him. Edwards showed a bit more promise this weekend. Obviously, being in a Honda suits this circuit a little bit more. She likes it here as well. Good qualifying in 19th. Obviously, got caught up race three with that Shedden incident. Um, Didn't make any progress this weekend, though. No. Uh, Just a C for her. Results need to start coming soon. Yes, uh, and results certainly need to start coming soon for Ollie Jackson, oh. who may... What's happened? I think he's been body swapped. I'm not sure it's him, because the the way that his performance has dropped off, 
from this season is astonishing. It's We've given him an E this weekend. He's had a 17th, an 18th and a 23rd. When you've got Hill, your teammate, up in there, second, fourth and fourth, it is nowhere near good enough. You've had a year in that car as well. Yeah. I don't know what's happened. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what's happened. Um, Parfit Jr., probably one of his best weekends in a touring car. Didn't um, get involved in anything. No, he didn't get involved in anything. I think he said he was about second off Ingram's pace in qualifying, but then he improved throughout the weekend, taking a 25th, a 20th and 20th, a C for him. Uh, another disappointment this weekend for me, we'll, we'll cover all four of them together pretty much, Cupras. Where yeah, were they? That's the second weekend in a row. They've not been particularly strong either. They've yep. made a really good start to the season, picked up a couple of the podium. Um, None of them have scored points this weekend. No. And considering the start to the season that Goff had, this this is really quite poor. We've given him a D. You can't even blame contact. I mean, at Alton Park, he was unlucky. He got you know taken out. You yeah. know, but this is now the third weekend of the bounce that he's not done very well. Yep. We gave Taylor Smith a D, although he had technical issues. He'd never really bounced back from them. Hamilton and Mitchell probably had decent showings considering how poor the car was. We've given both of them a C. Yeah. Um, and then finally, where are racing tools? Rivette, obviously in for Andy Neat this weekend, and Osborne, again, two Ds because they were nowhere. Considering how quick Hill was in the same car, they were nowhere. Agreed. Os- Osborne should be making more of a weekend where Robottom has sl- slightly struggled and not even picked up the Jack Sears win. With respect, he certainly shouldn't be losing out to Boutel in, no. in, yeah, in his only second season in the sport, in yep. a car that is, I think, overall worse. I think. Mm. Who's your driver of the day, then? Uh, we actually agree on our dri- driver of the day. Um, Hill. Yep. Mr. Consistent. And I think I pointed it out in the preview podcast that he would be consistent again this weekend, but taking home a second or fourth and a fourth. That's not consistent, then. Consistent would be four, four, fourth. Oh, we're off. Um, yeah. But I do agree with you. Second Semantics highest. Aside. Second highest point scorer this weekend. Um, exactly what he needed to get back into that possible championship hunt. I think it's beyond him personally this season, but yeah, I think. Yeah, so do I. If he gets a top five of the championship. Be very happy. Very happy indeed. Look, yep. at, the, look at the calibre of driver he'd have beaten. Mm, exactly. Yeah, very, very impressive. Very uh, impressive. Your villain of the weekend, it's, or villains. It's team dynamics as a whole. There was, you know. All weekend there was rumblings of oh, the setup's not right. Oh, then the car breaks. Both cars break in race two. I know, you, yeah, you can't say well, that's your fault. The clutch went, but just everything that could go wrong seems to go wrong, and it seems to fo- focus around them this weekend. You know, Shenna's a poorish qualifying. Brakes catch fire. They're still not that now to keep cool the brakes down. You know, race two, clutch goes and the boost control goes on Robottom's car. Yeah, it just I don't know, just. For someone so ex- or for a team so experienced, they're not particularly slick this season. I, I, is it because of the loss of backing? Is or is it because? And I, again, not blaming him as such, but is it the change of principle? Is it Matt Neal learning his way behind the scenes as well? I mean, obviously, we only see what happens on the track. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. I, I, I imagine I he's being lot, guided by Steve, of course. But a, a lot of the on-track action is down to individual error, mainly. Yeah, but putting the wrong setup on the car isn't. No, but that that's still down to the driver. Yeah, you, sh- you, you shouldn't have a team principal having any no, effect on that. If your engineer says run it like this, you're not going to go. No, you're wrong, mate. 
Well, you can. You a can. driver of yeah. Shedden's experience certainly yeah. can. I don't know. I just think that they got everything wrong this weekend. Yeah, for me, I'm not going to be as harsh, but I do think Shedden was the villain of the weekend. One, causing that crash in race three. Two, the stupid decision to come into the pits on the end of a hot lap and then set your brakes on fire. Um, whereas Robottom showed that he could get pole, took a decent race one and fought back in race three. Well, that's why I said dynamics, because they've got... That's even harsher, but the car's cost him this weekend, mm. Robottom. The car's cost him. Yeah. Anyway, your surprise good of the weekend. Turkington. Um, Ooh. He scored three, three point, uh, well, finished, uh, three points finishes. Made good progress throughout the day. 12 to 6, you know, it's pretty good. Even a car that struggled to make progress all season. Outscored by Oliphant, though. Yeah, but uh, but Turkington had more weight on board throughout the weekend. Mm. Um, I wasn't expecting him to go at all well here, to be honest with you. Um, and the pressure's on the, the pressure's on Oliphant in the same way it's on Turkington. I thought Honda was going to dominate, and they didn't. And I thought Turkington did a fairly good job of mopping that up. Yep, uh, mine is Boutel yeah, um, for taking that. home a Jack Sears win. He will be ecstatic with that. Um, he He's made hay while his sunshines, really. Yep. Robottom struggled, and the same as at Knock Hill, someone else should have taken it, but Robottom managed to nick it up there as well. But, yeah, he'll be mega pleased. Agreed. And then your surprise bad of the weekend... Um, already touched on this earlier when we were talking about the Coopers, but Goff for me, for someone yeah. who was so consistent in the early stages of the season to have, have dropped off, and especially this weekend, yeah, he, he had highest of 16th, but we didn't see anything of him. No, no, I completely not, agree. Not battling with anyone or anything like that, and that's a bit out, a bit out of character. Have they swapped the Coopers for Passats? <laughs> Don't think so. Okay, I might want to double check that next time we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine Yours. is Moffat. I mean, we talk about you know Hill outshining his teammates, etc. I mean, the gap gets bigger and bigger. And I know Ash is a once-in-a-generation driver in many ways and what have you, but there's some weekends where Moffat looks like he's not that far off him, and there's other weekends where he looks really far off him, and yep. this was one of those weekends. Yeah. Tend to agree with you there. Blimey, that's twice tonight. I know. Three times you count Hill. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so a quick predictions update then. Uh, I managed to get myself one winner out of the race predictions. I, you didn't go for Cook. I mean, yeah, I know, I know. I was, I, I looked this, at, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I looked at qualifying, thought Robot on par. I was like, yes, come on, I've gone for a Robo. You haven't, and then he threw it away slightly in yeah, race one. To point out, you went for Shedden, Robot, and Ingram, three drivers that were famed this weekend for having a brilliant time. Yeah. At least I went for Cook, Proctor and Shed, and Proctor did okay. Yeah. But I can't believe he didn't go for Cook. Yeah, I know. I should have done. Massively so. Uh, you then... I was right about Hill, though. You were. You got one of the general predictions correct of Hill top eight all three races. Neither of us got the Jack Sears, both having gone for row bottom. And then we both won one at Harvey Bingo. You might get another one when you finally rewatch them to yes. see... I know you're not had time to do that yet, but as it stands, I had a, a thing about fans being back, and you had... You were lucky with that one, I think. I was I was surprised that Paul O'Neill brought that up. Well, we, to be fair, didn't know if it was going to be Paul O'Neill or Tim Harvey, so no, we did these no. for Harvey. And you were right about a lock-up into the chicane. Yeah, I think you, there were a couple of those, weren't there? Yeah, you might have another point pending for Hill to perform to the same level, but I'm not sure those words were said or words similar enough were said, but... Is oh, that under review? We'll get back to it at Croft, like the yeah, stewards. Three, three weeks' time, three weeks' time, <laughs> absolutely. 
So if if that is the way, that would put us on uh, two all, which would mean the four, the scores do still stay the same. Me ahead by a single point. If you can prove to me conclusively, okay, then it'll be level going into just over the halfway point. I'll get my papers out and send them to the official bus. Excellent. <laughs> Have your forms ready. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this update. Um, surprised we've made it as long as we have, considering it was a, a fairly un... I'd say it was the weakest. No, well, actually, it's the second poorest. Snapchat was the worst, yeah. I think, so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed it. As we said, there is a little break now between... Um, what, we've got two weeks, two weekends off before Croft. We hope to bring you sort of like a mid-season update-ish. Um, I know we're just over that now, but a mid-season update and to see how all the drivers are, are getting on um, in the meantime. Mid-season grades and mid-season awards, etc. A little yeah. chit-chat, any news. Obviously, Andy Neat is due to be back for Croft, though I'm not convinced he will be, but yep. we might have news on that when we come to the record. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again soon. Remember to share, subscribe, leave a review, preferably five stars, and a comment, that would be nice. Four's good. Yeah. I'll take four. You always take four. Um, And we'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 